Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard. Uh, it is uh, December 18th, 12.04 p.m. 2022, Sunday, 2022. And um, there's a lot to talk about, as always, as always. There's a lot to that I wanted to discuss today. And let's see what I end up actually talking about. And I don't know why I did this. I'm walking in my boots. These are comfortable, but they're not that comfortable. They're not freaking walking around the neighborhood in 40-degree weather comfortable. So uh, we'll see if I even stay out here that long. I might finish the rest inside. But... I wanted to uh, do some walking and talking. Because it's been a minute, right? I wanted to do this every day this week, but I <laughs> definitely did not. Um, I streamed I, om- I streamed almost every day this week, so there's that. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I had a lot of things to do. Um, you know, even outside of work, just, just... Well, not even things to do, but like, you know, spending time with, with, with folks. So, um, I was doing more of that. Than, than these podcasts. Plus, it was raining most of the week and it was super cold, so I'm just like, eh. <laughs> but um, you know, it is what it is. And yeah, I'm probably gonna have to go inside for it because I'm like, I got like four layers of, <laughs> not four, but like three layers of, of pants, and my boots are not are not uh liking this. This is too tight on my ankles. Ugh, goodness. That was not very smart of me. I don't know. Let's see how far I can go. Um, but so a couple of things that I wanted to discuss today. Let's see if I can just list a few and, and we'll see which ones I actually touch upon. So I do want to talk a little bit more about AI and all the other stuff. There's been some crazy stuff going on. Um, I mean, just like with how how it popped recently, right? Um, which is crazy in and of itself because you know there's been chatbots and there's been. Um, AIR. There's been all this stuff for years now, but now it's getting to a point where it's easy for people, for regular people, to just play around with it, right? And that, in and of, in and of itself, creates its own craziness, which is both good, bad, and everywhere in between. So I want to talk about some of that. I want to talk about um, a little bit about Avatar. I haven't seen the movie, the new one, Avatar: The, what, the Way of the Water, or whatever, but has some great discussions. Um, lately about that movie specifically about the first one um, but really it probably gonna it's most likely gonna play into the second one in the whole series as well so I want to discuss that because that's also gonna play into um, some of the other thoughts I've had about you know the importance of fiction and and all these other things <sighs> so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll try to cover all that and what else did I want to talk about um, the idea of, of whiteness a little bit more, um, the idea of, you know, masculinity, patriarchy, you know, all this other stuff. You know, I want to touch on these these topics. I've been watching a lot of great, great stuff over the last few days. Um, so we'll see what I can get into with that. And I think there was something big, something else I wanted to talk about, but I forgot. Oh, and a book. <laughs> so I read this great book um, by N.K. Jameson James, um, called uh, The City we, we We Became or something like that. It was, it was a pretty good book. Um, it was very, very interesting, very different. So I want to talk about some of that. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back because <laughs> my mouth is like getting cold. And I know I'm a baby. It's only it's only 40 degrees, right? Like, there's people 
in in the in North uh, America right now, um, or the northern parts of America right now. It's it's it's, it's uh, snowing over there in Chicago and stuff like that. But I don't care. It's it's, it's too cold for me. I feel my mouth like slowing down. <laughs> um, and I already had like a runny nose a little bit. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just head back, finish the rest in my room where it's nice and warm. But <laughs> okay, so um. Let's start with uh, Avatar, actually. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so, what's been interesting there? I had this great discussion with my partner the other day. Um, and and just like looking at YouTube comments and all this other stuff. About why Avatar, you know, didn't really get... Didn't really impact the culture, as they like to say, right? There's been a couple of videos, great videos, talking about that. Now, um, I was watching one by Nathan Zed, who is on the other side of this, and he's like, oh yeah, Avatar is great, you know, it's it's underrated and all this other stuff. He's like an Avatar fan. And I was watching yet more videos on the other side of that saying, you know, Avatar is not great. <laughs> all right. Um, and then Double Toasted had a great video talking about um, why Avatar didn't really impact the culture. So, you know, these are you know, some of the different, you know, viewpoints I'm looking at. But... I think it, the reason why it's really important to talk about is because it's very relevant to, you know, what's going going on in the media in general today. So the overall argument I'm I'm very much on the side of right now is the fact that Avatar didn't have a culture much cultural impact. <clears throat> excuse me, because the movie was not very um, unique in many ways, right? Like the biggest thing that that gave Avatar such, you know, hype when it was coming out was number one the marketing of course they were marketing like hell um at least when it first came out not maybe not afterwards but definitely when it first came out and maybe i will even say for afterwards because people were saying oh it's the highest grossing movie ever blah 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 right but um the fact is that the movie for all that it was great visually like the storyline itself but not that great like it was <laughs> it was uh not mem- memorable that much and most importantly the at least to many people the characters were completely like just just bland right like nobody remembers the characters <laughs> from movies and for a lot of people who, who in which characters are pretty much everything you know that that is a huge death knell that's a huge death bell um, now, for me, who doesn't really care about too much about characters, my biggest problem with it was the world, right? As much as it was, as it was cool, people say it's immersive and all this other stuff. I get, I grant you that. Like, I loved watching the movie when I first saw it, right? It was one of the first um, movies like that I could remember outside of like Spy Kids that did 3D well, right? And even and with Spy Kids, it was more like a gimmick <laughs> almost, but it was still kind of cool, at least in my memory of Spy Kids, but. Um, for Avatar, like, it was great. Like, sitting in that theater, I still remember sitting in that theater, glasses on, and you feel like you're part of this world, right? You're just moving and grooving with everybody and just in this in this area, and it, it just feels so amazing. Um, and that was fantastic. But, <laughs> right, I also remember thinking, oh, this is like just Earth 2.0, right? This is just like Earth with bigger trees, with blue people, you know with with these dinosaur looking like creatures and things like that like it didn't really feel alien right it didn't really feel like you know this could be a place 
that exists in our universe which is completely separate from earth this just feels like somebody was like hey here is earth now what if it was blue <laughs> or you know what if it was more nature <laughs> rather than you know how how you know um it's gotten industrialized uh, thanks to humanity right like <laughs> it, it just felt very i'm gonna say it uninspired right and i know that's that's kind of um that's kind of a hot, a hot take, even amongst people who don't like the movie, because many people would say that it's, 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 it's very, you know, unique in that way. All right, and you can feel the passion in that movie, and I, I, and I'll grant you that. Yes, you can feel the passion, but you can still have uninspired passion. Right, you can still have passions, and and death. That's not really that deep. Right, that's not really that unique or anything like that. And I think that's something that that has really come home to. You know, to roost in that in that movie or in that franchise, um, even though it wasn't really franchised until this point, right? Is that as much as there's this attempt to to say it's so also oh, unique, it I think most people would also say or would also kind of subconsciously feel that it's not that unique, right? It just feels like the same type of world we live in, but a little bit better right? in some ways, or at least a little bit more nature stuff. And on top of that, of course, it's the plot where you have people come in and I mean, you just have colonization all over again, really. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's all that's happening. Um, and uh, people, of course, have, have likened it to Pocahontas, um, which I which I <laughs> probably agree with there. But I think, honestly, again, the biggest problem here is that it, it paints pretty much all of humanity or at least most of humanity as like, oh, this big, bad you know, I mean, that makes it interesting in some ways too. Like, oh, what if humanity was the was the villainous aliens coming in, invading these other people? But <laughs> really, it's just colonization, right? It's just you know, oh yeah, realizing that a lot of people, a lot of humanity, specifically, of course, the white folks, you know, or the the what's termed as white folks with you know the European expansionism, has turned into this, you know colonizing industrialist military you know military based capitalist you know machine that comes in and tries to steamroll these you know also innocent people right um that's what it comes off as and to me even at the time that was kind of again uninspired because as much as i do not like the current system i am not a humanity hater right i am not a person that thinks that you know, the problems with humanity and people and all this other stuff. Like, no, (laughs) the problem is is with a specific type of system in which some people, right, have created and gained so much power and momentum with, right? The problem is not, you know, it's not even white people, right? And this is another hot take against, you know, with another sect of audience (laughs) is that, you know, they're like, oh yeah, see, white people come in and just destroy everything. But it, again, it's not even white people that's the problem, right? It's a specific part of this culture that gained power and is trying to keep that momentum, and so uses, you know, uses this 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 made up whiteness culture, this made up white culture, in order to um, maintain that momentum, right? And I'm saying all this because. Again, this is why I think it's so relevant to where we are today. Specifically, um, you know, as I read this book, I was reading this book. Um, as I mentioned, it was called, uh, goodness, The City We Came or something like that, right? 
pretty good book but it was and i'll try not to say spoilers because i highly suggest people go read it but <laughs> um it's this it's basically showing you know new york and all these different cities coming to life and stuff like that and they're trying to fight off these invaders um and a lot of those invaders happen to be of course white people <laughs> or this this white thing right um and you see a lot of this you know uh basically commentary on gentrification and all this other stuff which i definitely agree with like gentrification and and you know kind of painting the world in, in in one color or one type of culture is is basically destroying a lot of the diversity and the the beauty in a lot of these places right um but what you also see there is a very kind of poignant almost overly preachy kind of thing you know against white people and in, in this whole culture of how you know um a lot of a lot of white folks um you know are 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 downright villainous <laughs> in how they and how they do things um and again a lot of it is a lot of this is not even false right a lot of this is very true in many ways but the problem right is that at least how i see it is that we keep trying to put things in buckets we keep trying to blame you know white culture or or on the other side right black culture or this that and the other but what what's actually going on here is that you have you know this hierarchy this hierarchy creating this massive amount of um violence and 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 fighting between people who should be able to you know come together like throughout the story again i don't want to give spoilers um but this is a really important point right one of the key reasons why they almost lost is because one of the main you know people that was supposed to be on their team um befriended the enemy <laughs> right because they were white because they were like oh yeah white is right right <laughs> white is my friend and i'm going to you know team up with them um because they seem right and everybody else is some weird foreigners and 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 colored people and stuff like that right so it's very very overly racist type of stuff um but it it does goes to show how the very um people that we're supposed to you know collaborate with do not see themselves as collaborative right? or 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 able to work with other people who are look different than them because they've been raised in this system where they're taught to believe they're indoctrinated from birth basically to believe that these other people are bad right and this definitely applies way more to a specific type of people you know that is white people than other folks but you still do see this in other cultures as well right now i'm going back and we jump over to the avatar i'm doing a lot of jumping around here because and i'm coming with, i'm coming up with this as i always do um on the fly but um yeah it, it's just making sense in my head to do it this way so, but anyway so i'm jumping back over to avatar and something we spoke about when we were talking about avatar uh with my partner is that one of the another of the, of the biggest reasons why this movie was not culturally impactful was not only because it was generic but because it was the same old you know white savior type of story right and it was because of that it was so very very uninteresting 
right? Where you have this idea where, like, you can obviously see that James Cameron seems to care about, you know, these, uh, this, uh, about the environment, about, you know, indigenous cultures and everything like that. And so he wrote this story, Avatar, it's very clearly, right? This white guy trying to be a part of this other culture and, and helping this other culture and, you know, being, you know, a warrior for this other culture, right? And fighting back against, you know, the, the oppressors, right? You can see he's very much cares. But here's the problem. And this is a problem that you see, uh, again, once again, going to like a lot of, you know, I'm going to say white liberals. <laughs> this idea that they are the champions, that they are the ones that are going to solve the issues and everything like that, right? Because this, what you see in the, the first Avatar is um, the main character, and I think his name is Jake Sully because I've been watching these videos all day. I'm pretty sure his name is Jake Sully. But you see Jake Sully, you know, taking on literally the face, the body of this indigenous people and becoming one of them. And this, this, it, it, it's so crazy because in some ways people are like, oh yeah, see, he, he cares, he, you know, he's being part of the culture, he's not a culture vulture or anything like that, you know, he's being part of them. But really, that plays into a lot of the, not, not quite blackface, but a lot of the cultural assimilation that happens with a lot of white folks, right? Who, who claim that they're allies, who claim that they want to help, but what they're really doing is centering themselves right what they're really doing is going into this culture and saying oh i have you know the answers or at least i you know i am the the, the kind of main character here right let me <laughs> let me help you because i'm so you know great or i i recognize you know where the problems are where my people you know are coming in to to kill you or whatever you know so i'm going to yeah help you. so they, they basically center themselves in the whole story and because of that, it makes the entire story less interesting. <laughs> because throughout history, you know, this almost never actually works. This almost never actually, you know, becomes something that is truly revolutionary. Because it's just colonial, 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 goodness, colonization by another name. Right? It's, just, it's more kindly colonization. Colonization. In, in, in some aspects, in many aspects, right? Because yes, they are assimilating to the culture. Yes, they 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 try to become part of this, you know, this culture and, and respect it and everything like that. But by the same token, right? They're not really elevating the voices of that culture. They're not really elevating the people in that culture. They're not really, you know, helping the people there to become their own self-sufficient peoples. Right? Instead, you're taking on that. Instead, this white person is taking on that mantle. And this is really important because I think all of this goes back into, you know, this is why I keep coming back into hierarchy, right? As one of the, the biggest issues, as pretty much the biggest issue, the, the, more the most fundamental, you know, thing holding us back. Is because it preys on this idea. It depends on this idea that we need to depend on some hero, some higher person, some leader, some you know individual that is granted so much more power or privileges or abilities or whatever 
to see us through, to solve these problems, to, you know, um, lead the way. And I think that is highly destructive because even though there are people who are talented, there are people who are visionary, there are people who are, you know, just good leaders, right? Able to, you know, inspire others and lead and manage and all this other stuff. Yes, there are those people, but that does not mean that they are the ones that do the work, <laughs> right? They're not the ones that do the work. They even, even if they do do some of the work, right, these leaders, it still depends on everybody else to do most of the other work. It's simple math, right? It doesn't matter how more much powerful one person is. They're not going to be as powerful as everybody else. <laughs> right? And even if they are, especially if they are somehow powerful enough to do the same quote-unquote work as a million, a billion other people or whatever then that also means that they are powerful enough to destroy those other people even if by accident even if with if even if they have they had good intentions and that's i think what you see in you know avatar and it's been a minute since i saw the movie so i can't say the details right but you certainly do see you know the fact that, from what I remember, right, their entire thing got destroyed. Like the whole big ass tree got destroyed. So their entire way of life, their history of for thousands of thousands for thousands of years got destroyed. And you know, when they went on the offensive, um, again, I might have this wrong, but I don't think they were winning that much, right, <laughs> until Jake Sully came back. With the big, the big bird, you know, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, and inspired and let him do his thing. And he brought, you know, more reinforcements and all this other stuff. He was able to bring everybody together with his big, strong leadership. <laughs> right. Um, so what that what that feels like, right, is like, oh, this white dude came in and saved the day. <laughs> right. And the reason why that's so interesting is is not only because it doesn't really happen in the real world, but because it's not really inspiring. It's not really communicative. It's not really, you know, um, enlightening. It doesn't, doesn't inspire you to do anything else besides what you're already doing now, which is hope some big person comes along and saves the day. <laughs> right? And, and yeah, at that point, then you can jump in and do your stuff, right? But it kind of drives home the point that you're meaningless that the vast majority of us can't do anything and won't really do anything unless some big strong you know leader man comes in and, and saves the day or shows us what to do or inspires us or, you know is, is the, the catalyst for us to do anything at all I think that is one of the underlying kind of subconscious, you know, marks against this entire franchise. And unless and until this movie kills off the main character, Jake Sully, and just lets, you know, the people from that planet win the war on their own merits or, you know, 
come together as their their own selves and have you know a bunch of main characters from many other places and be like oh yeah yeah we're gonna do our own thing right and even at that point it probably won't even be as impactful because they're almost certainly gonna use jake sully as a as a uh um goodness you know you know what i'm looking for that word uh I can't believe I forgot the word. <laughs> but you know what I mean here. You know, somebody who dies for the cause or whatever, right? They're going to use him as that. And that is also kind of takes takes the message away. Because it is still it still depends on this central idea that you need this this big powerful person to do things and then that's going to be the catalyst. Right? So I I really think that <laughs> it's highly unlikely that this entire franchise is ever going to be as you know, culturally impactful as I think James Cameron wants it to be or expects it to be, because for he, for some reason he doesn't seem to understand that you know the white guy doesn't have to be the leader or the he doesn't have to you know um, or even even more so that you don't maybe you don't even need leaders at least they're not as important as you deem them as such, and this is a harder thing to to, to communicate right. Um, and this this is, you know, kind of what I'm going to in terms of fiction is that our entire fiction landscape, right? Our entire way of viewing the world today, nowadays, depends on this idea of the main character, of the hero, of the protagonist, of the anti-hero even, right? This idea that you need this central character to drive things along, to drive the plot along, to save the day, to do whatever, right? And by that same token, that there is a clear and evident evil to fight. That's the other side of this, right? I didn't even touch on that. Is that also in Avatar, the the evil, right? The bad guy is so fucking bad. Like it's <laughs> there's no like there's no redeemable characters. There's no redeemable characteristics, rather I should say, about the evil, about the bad folks. All right, and the people who were on that side who were redeemable, they flipped. Right, they they joined the good guys. <laughs> so you had this 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 very very much um, exaggerated idea of good and evil, and that also diminishes the message because in the real world, evil is not so clear. Evil is not some big bad guy huffing and puffing saying oh, oh, oh I'm gonna kill you all right <laughs> right it's Elon Musk in which a person <laughs> who's a person who thinks he's doing so much good who many other people also think is doing good but it does some stupid stuff in there now every now and then right at least according to some folks oh yeah you know sometimes he's not that not that great or oh, yeah he's not that smart but he's doing all this right it's it's uh, <laughs> you know evil is not some clear, you know, um, uh, psycho, uh, you know, psychopathic killer who just killing just for the heck of it. It's someone who thinks they're doing it for the best of humanity. You know, it's a Peter Thiel who thinks he should be the the the, the leader. Right, who should be the monarch and is going to support all these other things in order to, you know, um, push things along. Right, it's a Bill Gates who thinks it's 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 best to you know um, hide all, <laughs> all the freaking 
uh, uh, medicines, you know, is going to Africa and places like this under IP so that they can't afford to get it there. And they have to, you know, get it from him because they, he knows how to do, you know, the medicine. He knows how to give it to them. He knows how, he, he, he saw malaria or whatever, not malaria, but, you know, the cholera or whatever he, he was in there for, right? It's these people who think they're doing the best and, yeah, who do do good things sometimes, but have the underlying plan that they are the ones that's going to solve the day and that their way is the right way. <laughs> and many other people also believe them. Right? It's the Waltons family who say, yeah, we're still a family business with their billion dollar, you know, <laughs> Walmart franchise. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we care about family businesses, even though they've single handedly destroyed, you know, more family businesses than pretty much every other company in existence. You know? Not even just them, it's the it's the goddamn Herschel Walkers <laughs> who think they're going to be conservatives for black people because, you know, I don't know what whatever they're saying nowadays, like <laughs> right? It's 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 the you know the the your local HOA leader who thinks yeah they <laughs> it's a good thing to to charge people a hundred dollars for not trimming their lawn just right because you know this is how you should do it, right? It's the school principal, it's the police officer, it's, it's all of these people who think that their way is the right way of doing it. And everybody else is evil or bad or stupid or whatever because they don't follow them. Because they don't follow the rules as they have set forth. That's another thing that makes this movie and many fictions, right, so bad. And you can see this because when you have Marvel movies, right, for instance, and yes, there's a lot of problems with Marvel movies, don't get me wrong, but... There's a reason why many people consider folks like Thanos and Killmonger as, and now, um, what's his name? To, you know, the dude from the new Black Panther movie from Atlantis, or, you know, Tacoma? Tacala? Whatever, you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, these people, they, they, this is the reason why they consider them good bad guys, or relatable, or, you know, just good villains. Because they have these redeeming qualities you can see their quote-unquote humanity right even for thanos even though thanos thanos argument is such a stupid fucking you know thing and this is this is this is, this is personally this is why also i also think thanos is a good villain not because he actually is a good villain personally i think thanos is not a good you know cartoon villain as like for this series but he is a great villain as a stand-in for what many people think villains are for what many people think, you know, good arguments are and all this other stuff. Because he shows the fact that many people thought Thanos had a point about his his whole balance thing and killing 50% off and overpopulation. No. That entire ideology, his whole stance, his whole popularity to me shows how many people fundamentally do not understand what the hell he's talking about or what the hell, you know, is going on in the world. To me, the fact that many people like Thanos both goes to show that people, you know, understand somewhere deep down that the best villains or the most realistic villains are the ones that truly believe that they're doing good. 
right? And not not some, you know, bullshit, oh, I'm going to kill all the gods thing like in the new Thor, you know, <laughs> right? In which you could barely even feel what, he, what what he's talking about. His plan doesn't really, you know, make sense to what he's saying. But in a way that shows that, oh, this villain has a backstory, they have a justification, and their plan makes sense, is consistent with their backstory and their justification and all this other stuff, right? Most people understand, I think, how, you know, evil truly looks. But... <laughs> They also do not understand why it's evil. Right? They don't realize, a lot of people fail to realize that what made Thanos so evil was not because he wanted to kill, you know, 50% of the world or kill all these people. Obviously, yeah, that's bad. What made Thanos evil is because people agreed with him. It's because people thought, oh yeah, overpopulation is a problem. Oh yeah, he might have a point here. It's because people agreed with him. Even though his argument was fucking nonsensical. (laughs) Overpopulation is not a goddamn problem, right? I did a whole episode on that before, like probably a couple of years back at this point. But you can just look it up at this point. Like you can, <laughs> we can have like what ten billion more humans or ten billion humans on this earth, or or more, probably even way more than that, and live comfortably, right, and not run out of resources and all this other stuff. We could probably even have way way more if we were more efficient with it. The problem is not overpopulation. The problem is consumption. It's colonialization. Colonial... Goodness, I can't... I don't know why I can't say that word today. (laughs) Alright? The problem is people who want to take more and more resources for no reason, for no real gain, for just, just because they think that they deserve more and more resources. And this is not a human nature thing. This is not a what all life does. There's been life on this earth living for far longer than we have ever, you know, can even truly imagine. Like trees, for instance, <laughs> have been here for, for a couple billion years doing just fine. Right? And don't get me wrong, trees have done some shady stuff too. Like one of the first major mass extinctions were due to trees, you know, over-consuming. <laughs> um, but that's a whole other story, right? Or really it's not. It, it kind of relates to this whole idea, right? We like to think that, um, oh yeah, these people have a good point because, you know, look at look at what we have today. But what that what that really shows is that the most evil ideas are not the ones that are obviously evil. Are not the ones that are obviously bad, in which everybody can point to and say, yeah, that's that's not good, right? It's the ones in which people don't realize that they've already accepted. Right? It's the it's the fact that people agree with Thanos even though his they haven't actually critiqued his ideas, haven't actually looked into what the hell he's talking about. Right? His world didn't collapse because, you know, they had too many people on it. It's because they were constantly creating, creating more and more technologies and more and more things 
without even like looking into why they did these things or what they needed these things for. All right. Now I might be wrong in that, right? Because I, ha- I haven't looked into you know his comics and everything like that. But even that, he's not he's not a real character, right? His I, whole idea takes from you know what other people are thinking <laughs> these things from. So to use a real world corollary, you know, folks like Hitler, <laughs> right? He was so evil not because he killed a lot of these a lot of people, a lot of Jews and everything like that. Yes, obviously that was you know his, his, but that is an evil thing. But that's not what made him so evil. That was just like the 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 nail on the <laughs> on the coffin, right? It's a, to pick a really macabre scene here. What made him so evil was the fact that a bunch of people agreed with him that Jews were, you know, the 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 people they need to eliminate and all this other stuff, right? What made him so evil was the fact that he was able to gain power, to gain the ability to even do that stuff because people agreed with him because he was able to either convince or just play into people's already you know existent you know stereotypes and and racism and and whatever you call this like anti-semitism to enact his plans and to allow him to forge more of these plans Think about it. If he wasn't, if nobody ever agreed with him, if he was just, you know, rejected from that art school and then, you know, just cried all day, he's like, oh, you gotta kill the, the Jews, you know, there's all them. And, and everybody just pointed and laughed at him and just like, no, nah, no, nah, whatever, you're saying stupid shit. Like, <laughs> if he was just never, you know, <laughs> indulged with them, he, he, he would literally have no power. The most he would have done is maybe, you know, try to turn into a serial killer, you know, try to kill one or two people, maybe even a dozen, which is still bad. Don't get me wrong. But that's nowhere near <laughs> where he got. Right. He got that far because people agreed with him. Same thing for really many of the billionaires today. <laughs> right. It's because people love to say, oh, no, being a billionaire is success, right? And all this other stuff. But in reality, no. It just shows. And this is something I had. This was really hard for me to come to grips with. Like, I thought, yes, you can be a good billionaire. You can make money in 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 an ethical way and solve problems ethically and all this other stuff, right? But when you look into how every single billionaire made their money, you do not see that. You see that they only got there because they were able to exploit so many people and resources and rules and all this other stuff that they were able to amass that amount of wealth. And it was the people along the way that helped them get there. That was tolerant of their exploitation. That was even justifying their exploitation. They say, oh yeah, they have a good idea. Let me join their team. Let me give them money. Let me do this, that, and the other. They have a good idea. It's because people did not think to truly criticize, to be really critical, right? To actually analyze what the hell they were saying. And then, furthermore, to hold them accountable as they were going. Right? A business says, oh, I'm going to solve homelessness. Or I'm going to solve, you know, car. Like, let's take Uber, right? I'm going to solve the, the car problem and traffic and all this other stuff. I remember I went to one of their early um, um, meetups or whatever, right? 
um, not it was like maybe a, a year or two years after they got you know some of their some of their funding and they had thing here in Atlanta and they was like yeah our mission is to, to, to make transit like flow like water I was like oh that's amazing transit flow like water that's beautiful right <laughs> all right but then I got to see I was like okay so how are they gonna do that right it's like okay we're gonna you know have the blah 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 you know you know the whole uber thing how it works but it was also saying oh we're going to you know really go into uh into uh, um self-driving cars so that you know nobody has to drive anymore you just hop in a self-driving car and just let it go and all this other stuff and blah 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 right they were hiring tons and tons of engineers um and me at the time i was trying to get into coding so i was like all right let me let me learn how to code let me join this team and all this other stuff but then, of course, I realized that I hated coding. <laughs> but as I was trying to learn how to code and all, do all the things, I kept track with them. So I was like, okay, let me see what Uber is doing. How are they doing on their mission to make transit flow like water? They were doing fucking terribly. <laughs> Every time I look, yeah, they were making more and more money. But the transit options were getting worse and worse. And I say this as a person who used Uber in order to get... If it wasn't for these ride-sharing programs, I would not have been able to get to work. But at the same time, I realized that I was the only... I was one of the privileged people in these cases, right? Because I saw that their, you know, prices, even though it was it was decent, you know, at the time, it was still unaffordable for many, many, many people. Right? And then I got to, saw, I got to see how... The more, um, you know, investment went into these these ride sharing programs, the less investment went into things like public infrastructure, like public transit options. I actually saw um, either that year or the, the year after or something like that, they were talking about how, oh, so many people are using, you know, these ride sharing programs. You know, they don't they don't need we don't need as many buses. We don't need to expand the, the rail service. Right. And so that got less funding. And then the year after that, <laughs> I had to start taking these these transit, like the rail um, and, you know, the MARTA and all this other stuff. And I start, saw my, for myself how terrible these services are, not because they are terrible, not because, you know, you know, they don't do their job, but because they're understaffed. But because, you know, for every, you know, neighborhood there is, there's only one bus for every 30, 40, 50 neighborhoods in my area. Or more, right? Like it's it's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. Instead of the, these transit, these buses running every five, you know, uh, uh, probably five minutes is unrealistic here, but at least every fifteen to thirty minutes, they ran every hour to three hours, <laughs> you know, here uh, in uh, Clayton County. And I, I saw how like how that process was just it was it was more parasitic. Right, and then of course you had the scooters started coming out, and all these other things. And I was just like, man, this is not really helping. Yeah, it was cool to be able to hop on a scooter and just move around a little bit, but then you saw this problem of just like scooters just everywhere, just you know, basically polluting the way, littering everywhere and stuff like that. <laughs> and again, it was pretty expensive. Maybe not for you know the people with with a good paying job or anything like that, but for people like a lot of people in Atlanta who are still struggling who are you know working below freaking minimum wage <laughs> right um and all this other stuff like that sort of thing is not really affordable right and then I got to talking with like a lot of homeless people while I was on the bus and it's it, it just 
it just broke my heart to see like how all of these promises these tech companies create or or say you know is 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 not really doing anything it's it's creating more problems than it's solving and now we see that today it's even gotten worse with you know things like the car rental um market going up so now even even buying a rental car buying a used car trying to rent a used car is now unaffordable for a lot of people because these programs like Uber and Carvana and stuff like that, even though Carvana's going out of business now, <laughs> how's that? You know, but still, many of them, you know, use these you know, rental companies to buy up cars in order to, you know, offer their own uh, services. And then, of course, on top of all that, it creates more traffic. It creates more traffic on the highways because now more people are driving. Because now more people want to be drivers in order for them to make money. And lo and behold, a lot of these people who drive don't even make a profit. <laughs> right? They don't realize that the money that they end up spending for gas and for maintenance and all this other stuff just puts them right back to where they started. But now worse because of opportunity costs. So instead of using that time, that all the time they spend driving, you know, learning new skills or doing some other things, they had to, you know, drive. And that's just the sort. There's a bunch of other problems there. There in too, and, it, and it's even worse in many other places around the world. And that's just with Uber, right? Compound that for Airbnb, for <laughs> you know um, any of these 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 big tech ah, big tech companies. Facebook, especially. Goddamn Facebook! Oh my gosh, I probably could have started with that one. Who who actually you know basically incited multiple genocides. One big one, Myanmar, right, was explicitly due to how they, you know, how their algorithm works. There have been so many studies that shows how YouTube creates more radicalization, how many of these algorithms creates more radicalization um, because they're trying to, these, these platforms, these companies are trying to, imp, you know, have more engagement on the platform and all this other stuff. And it's just... All that to say, going back to my original point here, is that a lot of these problems, right? I just not this is my original point, but the point I was making here is that a lot of the evil in the world is not due to explicitly bad actions, it's due to really stupid and good intentioned ideas, but ultimately stupid ones that people believe in. And that's how they gain their momentum. That's how they gain their power. Same thing goes for nation states, for governments, for capitalism in general. The whole reason why this entire system is still standing, despite the fact that it doesn't actually accomplish the things that it says it does, that it says it's supposed to accomplish, is because people still believe in it. People still believe in these stupid ideas. That they think is so good. Or worse. It, there are actually good ideas in it. Yes. Yes we should have freedom. Right. Yes we should be able to talk to whoever we want. Say whatever we want. Trade with people. You know. Do all these things. Go where. You know. Yes. We should have all these things. But our current system doesn't actually grant us that. It actually limits it. But because of this massive confirmation bias and indoctrination and inability to be critical to be analytical 
and furthermore to be able to think of alternatives that accomplish the same goals but with better you know actual actions with better actual you know um things or <laughs> things goodness with better tactics i guess so you can say that then we don't really create that better world so to bring all this back to my original point I think you see the same thing with white people or with or I should rather say with white this idea of white culture right you have this idea where people are worried about you know their way of life their traditions their beliefs their value systems right and rightfully so right that's something everybody worries about but they don't they don't analyze it. They don't, you know, they don't be, they're not critical of it. They don't, you know, go into why they have these fears, these insecurities. Right? This goes into what I wanted to mention a little bit about, you know, patriarchy and manhood. I was watching a lot of videos about, you know, for instance, like Drake going from nice guy to where he is now. Um, where many, many men. But this goes for many people in general, but especially many men, right? Many men, <laughs> sorry, it's a different many men. <laughs> but many folks have this idea, right, that they have to be this thing. They, 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 they have this idea of who, what it means to be a man, for instance. But this also goes for what it means to be a woman, or whatever else, right? And they think that, you know, you have to be confident, you have to be this, you have to be that. But inside, they feel so much insecurity. They feel, they don't feel confident, right? They don't feel all these, you know, like this, this calmness, this assuredness that they, you know, think that they should feel. That they see other people see, that seeming to feel, right? Like with the nice guy, you see other people who aren't so nice. The naughty guy, the bad guy, whatever you want, the bad boy, as they say, right? Um... Who looks so confident, so self-assured, and so um, it seems like they have it all, right? The girl, the women, the kind, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but they know that they aren't going to be able to be that type of person. They just that's just not them. They're self-aware enough to see that, but they're not self-aware enough to see, you know, um, what to do with that or or. You know, they don't know where where they can go with that. So many people try to, you know, hide that behind behind being like vulnerable and saying, "Yeah, I share my feelings and all this other stuff," right? But because they don't actually know what that should do to them or what 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 that actually looks like or you know how that works, they they have this expectation that oh yeah. Just like those people were confident and all this other stuff and they got what they wanted, then that means, you know, if I, you know, share my confidence through vulnerability, I should get what I, what I, you know, I should get the same thing. This is why you have this thing where quote unquote nice guys are like, yeah, I was being nice as this woman, right? Treated her right, treated her respect, treated my queen, but then she didn't give it up. Or she didn't get one thing, or she didn't do this, that, and the other that I expected her to do. <laughs> Right? Because they have this transactional idea of the world. They have this idea of the world where they think that, oh, if I do this thing, then I should get this other thing back. 
right? And this goes even beyond that. This goes into I was looking at this other this this Reddit thread the other day, it's talking about oh should we teach you know kids about Santa Claus and all these other things? And some of the comments were like, yeah, you should teach them right and wrong. Like if you do something good, you get something good. You get gifts and all this other stuff. But really, I like what this other comment said. It said, no, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> right? Because ultimately, these stories don't really tell you much. And if anything, they might be harmful because, you know, you have this transactional idea, right? It sets up this idea that, oh, if you do good, then you'll get good in return. And if you do bad, then you'll get bad in return. <laughs> you get cold or whatever. But that's not how the world works, Right? A lot of it is based on what other people believe you are doing. And this this also goes into the Santa story too. Because uh, what determines you doing good, right, is your parents. Is whatever your parents think is good. Which may or may not square with what you think is good as a kid growing up. Or with other people think is good around you or whatever, right? It's fairly arbitrary. It's fairly subjective in many ways. Yes, there are there are objective measurements, right? There are things that you can say is more good than others, probably, or at least it's good versus you know generally bad. But once again, a lot of that is dependent upon the parents' idea of the world, and it, it creates this idea of transactional, you know, things of of there being oh I do this good thing and I get something good. And vice versa. And it also goes into like this whole idea of good and evil. If this is um, obviously good, and if that's good, that's that's then if that's obviously evil, then that's what evil is, right? <laughs> but that's not how the world works. And to wrap this all up a little bit, I don't, even though I'm not sure if this is really wrapping it up, but <laughs> like with white culture, with this idea of white culture, this idea of white people. What many folks seem to not understand <laughs> is that the entire reason why we even had this idea of the quote-unquote black culture is not because black people are actually coming together and saying, yes, we're going to, this is what our culture is, this is what we're doing, this is what we care about, tradition. No, there's actually no, this is why they say black people is not a monolith, right? Because there's, there's no real agreement there. But there is a black culture because of the oppression that we all share. This also goes into the idea of race in general, right? The entire reason why you even have this idea of black, of black race, is not because there there is an actual element of there, right? It's not because I actually share characteristics with every other person that seems to look like me. At least not by default. It's because we created a system in which some people who had some power at some point. Right, came in and saw all these people who look this certain look. <laughs> I mean, I'm simplifying this to an extent, but nonetheless, people started putting folks in boxes and said, "Oh, this is what you know. Everybody who looks like this act like." It's because a lot of the people who seem to look like me, who have this you know brownish skin, <laughs> certain features, you know, are treated a certain way are robbed of certain opportunities is because the reason why we have this black culture is because we share in the oppression of our society 
all across the world, but especially in these Western countries. That's the only reason why there is a black culture. There's a group of people who share an impression and have been trying to get out of that for generations now, for centuries now. And that creates a culture. What is culture but, you know, a group of people who are trying to either work together or, and or, you know, working against others. A culture is a sort of, you know, tradition of, you know, not even that, it's really... If I had to define it, it's like a, a thing of traditions, but also a thing of wisdoms that are being passed down, right? Knowledge that's being passed down amongst the people who share a common understanding, common viewpoint of the world, a common perspective. And the only thing, or one of the only things really, that pretty much anyone around the world who has, who vaguely even looks like me, not even looks like me, but who has some of the, <laughs> who has some of these features, right? These colored skin, certain features that people, like a, a certain type of nose shape, certain type of, you know, mouth shape <laughs> to some ways, right? The only thing that we all share is that, unfortunately, we will have people that do not like us and that will limit us just because of these features, and now, of course, the, the history associated with all this stuff, right? This momentum that's now in place for it. But whiteness does not have that. What is, you know, what is the thing that white that, that a lot of people who share these quote-unquote white features, you know, are, are fighting against? You're going to say liberalism? <laughs> you know, you're going to say people being free? <laughs> Diversity? Like, <laughs> And I don't mean to like belittle this or anything like that, right? Like I said in the last couple of episodes, I think there's a rich amount of culture in, in these various things in that make up this this idea of quote-unquote whiteness, right? Irish folks, Polish folks, you know, French folks, British folks, you know, they each have their own cultures. And within that, there's, there's deeper cultures, right? There's way more deeper cultures. The, the, the Gaelic folks, the... the uh, um, what do you call them? Like the Germans and all this other stuff. Like the real, like the, the not the real Germans, but you know, the ancient kind of idea of Germanic cultures and all this other stuff. Like there's tons of these cultures. I gotta end this soon. But my point here is that there's so many cultures from Europe and all these other places that are so much deeper. And they don't really share a whole lot of perspectives with one another. The only perspective that they might share it's this idea of colonization. But many of them were themselves colonized. So there's a, a very, very tough, you know, mental uh, combat there for many of these people who realize, who, who might realize at least, that their heritage was also colonized. That not too long ago, they weren't considered white, like many of the Italians. But now people are trying to cram this, cram them into this idea of whiteness and white culture and fight for the white culture. But really all of that is just an attempt at the, of, for the people in power to maintain their power. Because if they can use, you know, uh, that culture, they can have this idea that's stupid, but many people believe in, then they can gain and maintain that power. 
and vice versa if they can have an idea that weakens other people and has has a lot of infighting and doesn't let people you know come together against these people in power who doesn't even let them see who the common enemy is then they fail but yeah i gotta i gotta end it here i'm at an hour and i don't want to do another section so let me know what you all think and have a great day <laughs> this is very sudden but yeah that's it see you bye bye